Pasha Shlach is always a parsha that we could keep on getting a little bit deeper of an understanding. Obviously, the one of the main lessons in the parsha is how low you can fall. How low you can fall. Mamish overnight. The parsha begins with Moshe Rabbeinu sending out Gedoli Elam, sending out one of the giants of the generation to be Meragel Eretz Yisrael. Kulum Anoshim. And then, Chazal tells us that when they came back, pretty much, Koifrim. Mamish Koifrim. When you read the Pesukim, it's not so clear. It sounds like they just were discouraging us from going into Eretz Yisrael. But they use phraseology, Ki So Rashi says, what's Ki Chozokum Imen? That's something that in elementary school today, a kid wouldn't say such a thing. One of the first nigunim we learn is Hashem is here, Hashem is here, Hashem is everywhere. Up, down. Hashem could do anything. Go over to go to second grader. Say, what can't the Abish to do? And I'll tell you, Hashem could do everything. So you're talking about the Meraglim, Gedoli Elam of the Dordea. And they come back, Kichosakum Imen. So, that's something we have to think about. We have to understand what is, that means there's a trap that nobody is too big to fall into that trap. If the Meraglim fell into the trap, Chas Rishon, anybody could fall into the trap. I want to tell you an idea which is very clarifying for us because we have to understand what happened here with the miracle. What happened with the miracle? And in a sense, the Zohar Kodesh, which Rashi brings down, makes it even a little more difficult to understand. Because the Zohar Kodesh says that the, the Miraglim, they were worried that the, the reason why they didn't want to go into Eretz Yisrael is they were worried they are going to lose their positions. Go into Eretz Yisrael, see, whatever position they had in the Midbar, it was all, it was, it was going to be a change. Change in venue. So Mamela, they were, they, they, that's what they didn't like about going into Eretz Yisrael. So the three day Eish, Rav Weinberg, Zechat Tzadik, He says, I don't understand. So that's Mamisha. That's not, that shouldn't be a big hit. The Gemara says that the Tanoim and Amiroyim said about themselves that if somebody would tell me to go up Lugdula, somebody would want to give me a big position, I would say, no, no, you know. But once I have the position, don't even bother to try to get me to leave the position. Even Gedele Elam. That's a normal thing. A person doesn't like if once you, once you have a certain power, it's very hard to give that up. That's a normal human instinct. So if that's the case, so, what, so, so if Weinberg's Atzal asks, so what was the big chet? What was so gefelech? It's not so bad. If that, that's Taka the only thing, the Miraglim didn't want to go in because they were, they were, they were afraid they'll lose their position. It's, it's not so nice, it's not the, but that doesn't sound like fear. 
That doesn't sound like a koifer. That sounds like a... It's not so terrible. What was so terrible? We know that after the Chetim arrived, so the Nephilim, they came to Moshe Rabbeinu Mamish the next morning, and Hinenu Valinu, we want to go up. Kichotonu. So the Nephilim seem to have had all the all the categories of tshuva checked off. Chavote, Aziv Sachet, Kabbalah Osid, Vidui, the Nephilim in this one Pesach, they seem to be going through the Gansa Rambam and Uchus Tshuva, they're ready to go. And what does Moshe tell them? It's not going to work. Taka, they tried, they didn't get anywhere. They didn't get anywhere. So the Dubna Magad asks, why Taka not? The gates are never closed for Baal Shuvah. The gates are never closed. So, basically the Mahalach of the Dubna Magad is that Klaisor were missing some significant element of what Eretz Yisrael is all about and they weren't able to go in yet. It's not something overnight could change. The Dunavi Actually, David Amelech in Tehillim already says, he says, this is in Kapitel Kuvov, Vayimasu be'eretz chemda, loy heminu l'dvore. So the, all the Rishonim explain, this is talking about the Chet and the Merag, Rashi, the Tzudis, they all say, Avin Ezra, Vayimasu be'eretz chemda, they despised the desired land, the land of Eretz Yisrael, they didn't believe his words, meaning they didn't trust Hashem. The, most of the Rishonim, the Malbim tries to explain the two parts of the Pasuk. But it's a strange Pasuk. We understand, they didn't believe him. They didn't, they didn't have trust in Hashem. But what's the Vayim Asu Be'eretz Chemda? Vayim Asu means it was, they despised it. Actually, they said, Toi Ba'aretz Moed Moed. Eretz Ovas Chol Vodvash. They couldn't argue with the fact that Eretz Yisrael is a, it's a beautiful country. It's, it's elegant. The Paris and the Oretz are, are beautiful. So what's the Vayimasu Be'aretz Chemda? But actually, the Dupa the Magad, he captures on those words, Vayimasu Be'aretz Chemda, and he gives a Moshal Kedarka Ba'kodesh, the Dupa the Magad. And he, he's only, he's trying to explain why the Nephilim weren't able to do tshuva. They came to Moshe, they said, we're ready to go in. Why didn't Moshe hug them? Say, Givalik, let's go. He says, Eloi Sitzloch. Eloi Sitzloch. So the Dubna Magid's marshal is that there was a big Talmud Chochem, a big Rav, and he had a son who was a Metsuyan Gogol, and he was Miss Aris, he got engaged to a girl Wonderful girl, Abbas Amoritz. And Abbas Amoritz, but the, but the father was a Gavir, wealthy guy. And the idea was that he's going to support the son to be able to learn. So the father, the, the two fathers meet. And the Amoritz says, you know, listen, I don't like people taking advantage of me. So I'm happy to help out and this and that. But for the Hasana, I need you to give kach for kach. 
The father says, I can't do that. Sorry. Not, I'm not in the position. I made it clear from the beginning. I don't have that. I can't do it. So the Amor says, okay, forget it. I'm at it, I'm at it again. So they break up the Shidduch. Meanwhile, she gets engaged to another Amor, to an Amor that's in town. I'll lay the gay or an empty pusta lady guy. And the guy, the Amoritz, he's watching how this guy is treating his daughter as a chosen. He realizes his daughter is going to have a terrible life. He breaks the shidduch. He breaks the shidduch. Comes back to the Rov. Chotosi, Ovisi, Peshati. Says, I did a chet. My daughter got engaged to an Amoritz. I see what they're like. We broke it. I'm ready to, I'm ready to go in and I'll take care of whatever I have to take care of. The Rav says no. Not masking. Not because he's insulted. You plug in my coffin. He said, listen, my son needs somebody that appreciates him for who he is. Otherwise, not going to be Matzliach. Shidduch's not going to be Matzliach. If the only reason you're acquiescing to, to my son is because you saw the the other guy is, is abusing your daughter, so you figure, okay, I don't want that, I'll put up with this. It's not going to work. He was They won't mock it, whatever it's all about. The Rebbe told them, You're all dying out here, it's overdoomed disaster. They said, Let's go in already. So they were going in as a second choice. They didn't fix yet the chet of Ayimasu Be'eretz Chemda. It's not like, oh, they came to some revelation that Eretz Yisrael is something different. No. The Rebbe said, the, the alternative is you guys are going to hang around the desert for another 40 years and die here and bury, be buried here. They said, no. Hinenu Valinu. Let's go. That's not a shidduch. That's a dubin amagid's mahalach. But the truth is that that really almost brings out even stronger the kasha that I'm asking. Where do we see that they were? They just were afraid. They were machshavaret Israel. They were afraid. They were afraid to go in. So we understand, but where's the Vayimasu Beretz Chemda? Where was the, they were Mamayas to Eretz Chemda. So Rabbi Sal, I want to tell you something which I think is the key to understand this. It's is the key. When the Miraglim come back from Eretz Yisrael and they report back, so what do they say? They come back and they talk about Eretz Yisrael. They talk about the Anokim. They talk about the giants in Eretz Yisrael. And then they say, We, 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 we looked at ourselves that we are like, like locusts, like grasshoppers. Right? Simply they're talking about their size. Chagovim. And that's the way we looked to them. And Rashi brings down, how did they know how the giants looked at them? Rashi says, because the giants were sitting there and they were looking into the grass, 
And they said, look at these ants that look like people. That's the Farashi. Oh, the Bali Musa, Emet, what happened to the grasshoppers? It says, We felt like grasshoppers. And that's the way we appeared to them. And then all of a sudden, Rashi says, We heard them saying, We're these ants. How did we get to the ants? I mean, we nobody's talking about the fine. The Bali Musa, each one with his own trump, has an approach to answer Rashi. But Rabbi said, this is unbelievably revealing. This Pasuk is unbelievably revealing. Why in the world are Miraglam reporting back how we felt? We felt like grasshoppers. Right? To tell the people what the, what the giants felt about them. That's, the, that's really what their report is about. We're up against a nation that looks at us, that's going to look at all of us like a bunch of ants or, or, or grasshoppers. They just step on us. I mean, it's not the, that's, that's what we're up against. What's the Vanihibeinenu? And that's how they start. Vanihibeinenu kachagov. They don't start that, that they looked at us. We, Vanihibeinenu, we in our own eyes. Vanihibeinenu kachagov. What's the pshat? I want to tell you a maestro that happened by Rav Shach Zechatzadik Levrocha many, many years ago. In one of the yeshivas in Petach Tikva, there was a big Odom Godel there that was a very close to Rav Shach. And he came to Rav Shach with a bocher. An older chosh of a bocher. And this older chosh of a bocher wanted to leave the yeshiva. And the Rosh Hashiva was trying to convince this bocher he should stay in the yeshiva. Shouldn't leave. And the whole idea was overcovered. The boy got insulted. That's why he wanted to leave. So the Rosh Hashiva told him, let's go to Rav Shach. Whatever Rav Shach says. If Rav Shach says you're right, then just leave. And if Rav Shach says that you should stay, you'll stay. Anyway, the boy agreed. So they went to Rav Shach. What was the story? This guy was an older guy in the yeshiva, meaning he was from the older Bachar. He was a knacker. Big Balkishran, smart guy, the guy who, big mouth, big macher. And the yeshiva, the yeshiva was machshivim, he was machshiv himself. They gave him a job. What they call in the Eretz Yisrael yeshiva ketana. Yeshiva ketana doesn't mean yeshiva ketana. It's, it's uh, 17 years old, 16 years old. One boys, what we would call the beginning of base Medrash years, over, over there. They run secular studies. So there, if you think in America, it's a whole tumult with, with fahers and who's accepting and elitism and this, and my, we don't take anybody, we don't accept anybody. There it's much more. Very choshev. To get into, to get into the, the, the invoked places is not poshev. They call it a rishum, a rishum, the gansamais. Anyway, so the yeshiva poshev, they couldn't check out every guy to find out all, like a shidduch, you know, what the guy was like, and what was he like in elementary school, and what was he like by his bris. They, they couldn't find out all the information. So they gave this bacher, this chash of a bacher, they gave him the job to check out guys. And he loved it. He was that guy that the yeshiva, the yeshiva didn't know offhand about the guy who was applying, the bacher that's applying. This chash of a bacher, he would be the, he would give the report. So, one day, 
one of the, one of the names he's asked to check out, he checks out. And he finds out the guy is fashpil, the guy plays games, he's not serious, he's a heverman. So he reports back. He goes to the Rosh Hashiva. He tells him, this is what I heard about the Bocha. And then he, he goes to the next step. He goes, and I don't think we should be taking him. I, I don't think we should take him. The Rosh Hashiva looks at him. He says, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think we should take him. That's not your job. Your job is to give me information. Yeshiva doesn't have time to check everybody out. You check out. We will decide if this bocher will do well here or not. We'll decide that. That's not your decision. So he said, so what am I? What am I, a secretary? That's my whole thing. So Yeshiva said, whatever you want. You are whatever you want to call yourself. But your job is to give us information. You want to call yourself a secretary? You call yourself a Rosh Yeshiva. You call yourself the Rava here. But that's that's your job. Guy said, Imi if that's what it is, I don't want the job and I don't want the yeshiva. I'm leaving here. I'm here 10 years. I'm the most chosh of a guy here in the yeshiva. That's all I am. I'm leaving. Rashiva said, I think you're a little bit overdoing it. And the Rashiva didn't ask him for machila. The Rashiva felt he, he put the guy in his place where he belonged. The guy felt that he was ba'avlet. He's leaving the yeshiva. So the, the, the decision was they're going to Rav Shach. Rav Shach listens to both of them. And he looks at the boy. And he goes, Ihr fallt rein in the chetz von the Meraglim. You're falling in to the chet of the Meraglim. Meraglim? What's Meraglim? He's a koifer. <laughs> he just said, I don't want to be a secretary. Ihr fallt rein in the chetz von the Meraglim. So Rav Steinemann Zatzal said over the story. And he explained beautifully what Rav Shach was saying. And to me, when I heard this from Rav Steinemann, it gave me a whole new understanding in Pasha Shlach. In Baraglu. And it gave me a new understanding in what it means, Vayimasu Beretz Chemda. And what it means, Vayimasu Beretz Rav Steinemann said that what was Rav Shach telling this book? Everybody in life, at every stage in life, you have a mission. What makes that mission choshev is that that's where Hashem put you at this time and you're maximizing that place where Hashem put you. That's it. And if Hashem gives you another position, that will never be a promotion or demotion. It's fulfilling the mission of HaKadosh Baruch. If HaKadosh Baruch comes to a rov, he could be the chief rabbi of the world. And Hashem tells him, Rabbi now I need you to fundraise money for Toim Cheshavis. He, he wasn't demoted. He's fulfilling Rotz Hashem. He's fulfilling Rosh Hashem exactly the way he was when he was giving Shiurim. And Paskini Shilas. There's no demotion. You can't be demoted. The only demotion you can have is your self-demotion. When you become Oish from HaKadosh Bochum, that's a demotion.
the motion. Everything else is just paper. Baruch Hashem, I'm Zeicher to have a father, father and mother, who are Leila Leila for my Asogas. But it's to me that I always saw by my father. Always had pride in what he was doing. He's doing the right thing. So my father went to learn in Eretz Yisrael and Kaila when nobody did it. Tov Shalom and Gimel. No, it was unheard of to go to Eretz Yisrael with no Panasa. Took off from public school, got a sabbatical, no pay, went to Eretz Yisrael. Somehow figure it out. He learned it was supposed to be one year. At the end of the year, my father goes, how could I leave? I'm in Eretz Yisrael. I'm learning. I'm going to go back to America and teach, you uh, know, I don't want to say blacks, because I think it's how I told him whites. Kevin should have, that's what I'm going to do. How can I leave Eretz Yisrael? So he looked into everything. Now don't forget, there's a person whose whole life was in education. So a job came up in Eretz Yisrael, he could keep on learning. You know what the job was? To fundraise for Duskin Orphanage. To be a Meshulach for Duskin Orphanage. My father has shaykhs to being a Meshulach. Like I have shaykhs, I don't even know why. I have shaykhs to anything more than that. There's nothing I can think of less shaykhs to. I'm, I'm a better plumber than, than my father is a Meshulach for Duskin Orphanage. For sure, I'm a much better plumber. And I'm not much good of a plumber. My rabbits can tell you. I remember my father with pride saying, I'm going to raise money. And my mother tells him, Tatale, you're not a fundraiser. You're Gvaldic. <laughs> you're Gvaldic guy. You're not a fundraiser. My father can't go over to somebody to ask him for a, for a shoelace. My father said, listen, if there's a way for me to learn, it's the greatest, I remember him sitting in the apartment, it's the greatest schools. Anyway, he went to America. And after a week, he realized my mother was right. He had a problem. The Diskin Orphanage paid for his trip. Did I raise anything? So he told my mother, listen, I have to raise the money for my trip. When he raised the money for his trip, he came back there. He said, so we all told my father we felt bad for him. We were, we were being menachem him how he must have felt coming to America, being a meshulech for, for, for Mr. Radinsky, being a little shy because he must have felt like, I don't know what he felt like. He said, what do you mean? I'm thrilled that I did it. That was my job. My job was to see if I could continue learning in Eretz Yisrael. This was the option. The next thing he thought of was to do sponja. Does they know what sponja is? Sponja. <laughs> That's what my mother said. That's it. The line goes here. <laughs> So we came back. After, we squeezed out another year in Eretz Yisrael. My father came, then we came back. But he took pride. What's the pshat? He took pride. That's my mission now. If my mission now is to be a mishuach for a Diskin orphanage, and that's the way I... Givaldik! I'm proud to be a mishuach for Diskin orphanage. I can't be demoted. Life is full of promotions. Promotion is to continue to be over Hashem to the best of your ability. The moment that the miraglim, the moment that the miraglim felt that the position is what makes the difference, which is what the Zohar Kodesh is saying, at that moment they lost all their pride. 
They were Hagovim. They were Hagovim. They were people on the cusp of losing their position. That's what these Miraglim were. They were already grasshoppers before they went on the trip. That's what the Zaire is saying. They were worried about losing their position. They were grasshoppers. Because they, because they looked at it like everything is the job, not the mission. And that's why the Chino Yinu Rav Shach was telling this Bacher, don't be a Barago. You're focusing on, what am I, a secretary? You're a shliach of the yeshiva to be baidik a bocha, that's kivali, that's your mission now. What are you doing? This guy, this bocha stayed in the yeshiva. The bocha who he said they shouldn't take, they took. And his son became a talmud of the guy he said the yeshiva shouldn't take. That's the end, the end of the story. That's the miraglum. The miraglum lost focus of what the tachlis is. What is the tachlis? What is Eretz Yisrael? Eretz Yisrael is a land of Hashor Sashchina. Eretz Yisrael is a land of Kiyom mitzvahs. That's what Eretz Yisrael is about. Once they were looking at Eretz Yisrael as a land of opportunity, that is Mi'ilu Be'ektish, Vayim Asu Be'eretz Chemda. That alone was the biggest degradation in Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael's value is what kind of job I'm going to have over there. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. That itself was Vayim Asu Be'eretz Chemda. And Memeila V'loi Heminu Lidvare. All deterioration comes from there. So long that a person keeps his mind on focus, what his mission is, and that he's working for the in this situation that he's in, you're full of pride, you're full of strength, and life is, is fulfilling. And if, you're, if your eye is on the position you're in for yourself, then life is one big disappointment. You go from being Anoshim to being Chagovim. You're Chagovim. And that's what you are. And whatever you are, whoever looks at you sees you even smaller. You go from being a Chagov to being a Nemole. Because the people around you, if they see a Chagov, they see a Nemole. They, they see a shrinking individual. That's, that's really our mission in life. And that's why David HaMelech says, be machshiv what your mission is. Vayimasu beretz chemda. If you minus your mission, then there's, a, there's no it's a bottomless pit. If you machshiv that you're working for the Rebbe life is just mamish full of bracha. Life is full of bracha. And then you get married and you have difficult days and, and, and the difficult days are also a bracha. You shine in those difficult days. That's vayter bracha. And the days that are easier, you shine in different ways. Every chilek in life then turns into a bracha. As long as you remember what your mission is. But when you lose, when you lose focus of your mission, then you turn into a chagov. And when you turn into a chagov, then your whole life falls apart. Your whole life falls apart. Person, 
But as I always tell the Olam over, and we'll end with this, I always tell the Olam over, the Maise, I don't know if the Olam here heard it from me, but in Shul I always say it over, the Maise, with Ramosha Kaliris, Ramosha Kaliris, Moshe Kaliris was the, the chief rov of Tferia. Ashkenazi is the chief rov. Mamisha, a goyen and a tzaddik is so royal. Mamisha, from the Yechide Hador, Yechide school. There was a Yerushalmi that was having Shalom Bayes problems. What was the Shalom Bayes problems? He was too ruchni his dick to deal with his wife. His wife had all these needs, you know. She needed time and attention and this. And he was a... He felt he was a kool Torah type of person. And his wife is just a distraction to his avoider. So his shalom bias was... Any person, I'm telling all of you, anybody who has that attitude that your wife is a compromised avoider, that's a disaster. That's a key to disaster. So anyway, he went to Rabbi Yulavin. Rabbi Yulavin said... I want you to go to Rabbi Moshe Kaliris in Tferia. That's what I want you to go to. He said, and what should I... T-? He says, you just tell him that I said that you should, you should go to him. And he should give you ages. Anyway, he comes to Rabbi Moshe Kaliris. He meets him in Shul. And Rabbi Moshe Kaliris right away says, Rabbi Yolene sent you, you're moving into my apartment. So he figured... Chief Rav of Tveria, Mestab is a nice couple of room apartment in Eretz Yisrael. If you have three, four rooms, you're a Gansah Gavir. He figured, oh, they have a guest room. Anyway, he comes into the house. It's a one-room apartment. One room means one room. Not a kitchen, dining room, living room, den, bedroom. It means one room, which, which is a kitchen, and it is a dining room, and it is a bedroom, and it, it, it's everything. And what was it? They were mechitzes. They were divisions that they put up to split the room. So now that he came, they put another mechitzes. And that's where he don't not tell often. Needless to say, he felt very uncomfortable that he's infringing on the rov of Tveria. But the rov insisted that he stays in his house. Stay in the first night, those days they used to have what they call a chinik. If you wanted to make a cup of tea, it's not like today. Nothing was instant. And to heat the water up, it was a whole malacha. Basically, it's an hour to make a cup of tea. Right? Today, if somebody's instant hot water is broken for five minutes, they call it emergency. How about putting the water in the microwave? That, take, that takes two minutes. I'm an emergency. I'm... By the way, Rabbi, I'm talking about myself. I'm not like I'm being, I'm not trying to talk down anybody. I'm talking about myself. When our instant hot water in the kitchen breaks, that's an emergency. I call one of the Talmud, I can't even call a plumber, because a plumber's going to take two, three hours to get it. I need a cup of coffee right now. So I call Ziggy. Ziggy's emergency. Put on the sirens. And we're going to know we have instant hot water again. Instant, instant, because you can't wait at all. And we want a big tank on the bottom because if five, six people take hot water at the same time, then you have to wait another two minutes for heat up. That's already possible. But it used to be a narrow malacha. So this guy, this Yerushalmi, here's Rav Moshe Kaliris, three o'clock in the morning, getting up, hacking with the, with the kitchen area. At the end of the day, from what he surmised, he was making a cup of tea, and then he brought it to his wife. 
says, the chief role of Tveria is waking up three o'clock in the morning, spending an hour to make his wife a cup of tea. His wife must be a choyl shiyesh persakona. The other way around, this Yerushalmi was thinking, the other way around would make a lot of sense. The chief rov of Tveria, that would already be an odd scroll story. The Rebbitson got up, three o'clock in the morning, she let her husband snore. I mean, he's a rov, so he doesn't snore, but whatever. She let him sleep and continue thinking and learning in his sleep. And she made his tea for him, for an hour, and then she brought it back to him. That would be an art school story. Here's something that messed up here, the art school story. The chief rov got up. So the only shot that the Yushami was able to come up with, his wife is never chachoyla mesukim. And uh, so in the morning, he goes over after davening to Rav Moshe. He says, Rav Moshe, I'm leaving. I was there overnight. I'm leaving. He says, why are you leaving? You just came. The body of living said you just came. He says, I'm leaving because the Rav is Rebetzin. I understand he's sick. Chas v'shal, my Rebetzin. She should live to 120. Sick? She's perfect. He says, perfect. He says, I heard the Rav in the middle of the night getting up with the china, with the tea. What's going on here? So Rav Moshe Kaliris looks like he lost his mind. He says, did you ever hear of the mitzvah of a haftah He said, of course, I'm a big time of chacham. Of course I have a haftah l'chacham. Is that called God of Torah? He said, so Ramesha Kaliris tells him, he says, that means to love another Jew like you love yourself. Right? There. The violin is not hearing any big oinus from Ramesha Kaliris. Ramesha Kaliris says, have you ever been mekayim that mitzvah in your life? Fully? The guy says, no, it's taka very hard. It's taka very hard. He says, Ramesh Yuklis tells him, you're right. He tells him, the only person that you have a chance to be Mekayim the Mitzvah with is your wife. At least you have a chance. You have an opportunity. You're living together. You can talk and do for it like you do for yourself. The only person in the world that you have a chance of really being Mekayim is your wife. He says, my wife is my teeth of after Kamach. It's the only person I can Mekayim it. Every day I try to Mekayim at least with my wife after Kamach. He turns to Rabbi Moshe Kalir, He says, Rabbeinu, I'm going back home because I already learned everything I had to learn. You just taught me everything. I talk, I could go home. I can go home. Gentlemen, I, this doesn't fit in our scroll book. The whole from failure, middle of the night, he's getting up, wasting bitl terror. But, no. That's my mission. I got married, I wrote a ksuba to my wife, I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to have to That's my mission. That was his COVID. To make his wife a cup of tea in the middle of the night. That wasn't bizarre for the relative. And that's what this Yerushalmi learned in his one, one night visit. That it's not your position, it's your mission. It's not your position, it's what's your mission. If your mission is to be over this Hashem, that is your Hashidus. Kovid Hashem Yimchol. And that's why the moment we looked, we lost focus of our mission, we lost focus of what Eretz Yisrael is, what's the tachos of Eretz Yisrael. That was the biggest vayim asu b'Eretz Chemda. And then we were able to nebuch degrade to the level of Eleheminu Ludvari. So we should all be mechazek ourselves as we go through the parasha to know what the trap is. The trap is to lose mission that we shulchei Hashem. 
in every matzah in life with Shluchei Hashem. And if we realize that, then wherever we are, we're in Mamlechus Kayan and Vagoy Kaddish. We're always in the most choshed position we could be in. And that's the position of being Shluchei Derachmoneh. Agun Shabbos.